Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Yay, 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 yay. Hallelujah. Well, hello. If we haven't met, I am Caleb. Nice to meet you. I have a lot of new faces in the room for me. I'm only here every four to five weeks now because we do have the four campuses, and I'm on assignment to the region, and I want to talk about that a little bit today, give you a, a, uh, a grid for what an apostolic family is and uh, who we are. So this is a great setup for Meet the Family next week, but it's also a good refresher for anyone who has been here for a little while. Because, let's see, anybody was here, like, since that interest meeting? Raise your hand. You've been around since the interest meeting. You're at the interest meeting. Come on. Anybody else at the interest meeting? One, two, three, four. Come on. That's amazing. Give it up for the ones who stuck around. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they've been with us since the beginning, beginning, beginning. And we've all spread out now. So there are more hands than that. But they're all at three other campuses, you know. And we're all just being deployed by the Lord. And it's important to understand really the genetic makeup of the church to not be aggravated by it, okay? Because otherwise you might be looking for something. You might not, your expectations of church might not be met, okay? And so we are just embracing the call of God to really return to the way of Christ and his apostles, to the way Jesus started this thing and continued this thing, all right? So the term apostolic family is something I want you all to become very familiar with. Say it with me. Apostolic family. That might sound crazy. Maybe you've come from some abuse of that word or whatever, but I want to invite you into the pure version of what that is, okay? There's a reason that when Jesus, if you remember, he prayed all night and he appointed 12 of the disciples to be apostles. He did not appoint them to be evangelists. He didn't appoint them to be teachers or pastors, which is what we use for everybody. He didn't do that. He didn't say you're prophets. He said you are apostles. Why? Because apostles start things. They begin things. They lay new foundations, and that's what was needed. Okay, and how many know that God never does the next thing? Behold, I do a new thing, right? He's constantly wanting to put foundational truth on the earth. He's constantly wanting to build up the church to advance the kingdom. Are we good so far? Okay, so... You know, you have a true blue pastor in Jimmy and in Gigi here. And I don't know if you notice, but when he speaks, it's like he's hugging your soul. And it's so sweet. And you can almost, you know, be lulled into a little half nap. You're just like, so this is great. I love it. You know, and then someone like me comes up and I start like, like punching you in the nose and be like, what are you doing? Move. Get on motion. Because apostles think mission. Apostles make movements, okay? We identify, equip, and deploy people. So I want you to contextualize my offering to you when I come. Hopefully, you'll keep on coming every week, and you'll keep worshiping and all that, and I'll see you every four to five weeks. When I come, it's to make you move a little faster. It's to accelerate you, okay? And it's to get you into alignment with how God has designed us, Because the apostolic family concept is not a resting place thing, you guys. It's not a TRP thing. It's actually the capital C church thing. It's actually how the church is supposed to be run. I don't know if you noticed, but the last 20 years, at least, 20, 30 years of the church, has been wildly ineffective. Wildly ineffective. We're not reaching cities. We're not influencing nations. Not in the West. Because our models are giving us exactly what they're built to give us. 
The results we're getting are, are in the design. We have not thought apostolically. We have not thought in mission form. We've been thinking shepherd, like, yay, give us a pastor and let him comfort us and guide us. And like, we get in here and we all feel safe. And that's great. Amen. But if that pastor doesn't have an apostolic mindset, we lose the original design of the church. Okay. And that's what's been lost. I want to bring us back into that, the way of Christ and his apostles. Are you okay? Okay, good. So what is an apostolic family? And this is the broad box. I want to give you the whole box, and then we'll go into our part of it, okay, as the resting place. An apostolic family, apostolic means sent one, sent out. Family means together, family, all connected, right? But we're connected by a mission, not by agreement. Denominationalism says, let's all agree on these tenets of the faith, and that's why we gather. We don't gather around agreement. I have theological disagreements with my staff, and they're still on my staff. (gasps) We don't disagree on Jesus being God. We don't disagree on the main things, but there are tertiary things, side issues that we leave room for. Amen? Because honor is not agreement. Apostolic families are not sent out based on how we agree. We're sent out based on like mission, the same mission. Okay, so here's an apostolic family in one line. It's a family on a mission where the mission is family. It's a family on a mission where the mission is family. And we have a specific mission statement, a specific purpose statement, a why. And many of you maybe have heard me talk about this. Uh, Many of you probably have not because you're a little newer around here and I haven't talked about it in a while. But our mission statement is this. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be, and peace to reign in our... Yeah, see, that's called brainwashing. That's good. (laughs) No, it's just getting rid of the filth, washing your brain clean. Don't get offended. Facebook is offended already. I can hear it. I can hear him typing on my messenger. I don't listen. I don't read those messages, so type away. Go ahead. Waste your time. Anyway, see, this is not a pastor speaking. This is not. I'm not. And you need to be okay with that. You need to receive all the anointings, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist. All of them were in Christ, and he disseminated them into others so that we would need each other okay? We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our cities since five years ago, and it's not changing. I've been preaching this message for five years. I'll preach it for the next 50. As long as I have a voice, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. This is our expression of a family on a mission where the mission is family. How does that work? Well, the lost need to be brought back to the family of God. Amen? Come on. Did you, not, did you know that he's the father of all? That the devil fathered no one? Hello? That he's the father of all, the creator of all? Amen? So there are lost sons and daughters and found sons and daughters. Amen? Right? We need to bring them back into the family of God. Are you with me? Okay. The found, so lost found, the found need to be free so they can labor together in the family of God. Right? You're not just found for yourself. You're found for one another. You're found with one another. You should be giving your life like we prayed today giving your life to each other. And then finally, peace must reign in our city in order for the father of all to be honored by the family of God, right? It doesn't honor the Lord that our systems of, of whatever, you name it, education, government, all of it. Yes, I'm talking about all the spheres of influence. I'm not just talking church. I'm talking about all the spheres of influence. It does not honor God that those things are demonically influenced. It will honor God the day that we are the head and not the tail. I am. I'm one of those hostile takeover guys. I am. So I'm to make this place look like heaven so much that Jesus can't tell the difference between heaven and earth and he has to come back. 
I'm here to hasten the day of the Lord. He's like, hey, that looks like a place where I live. I'm going. Come on now. Peace reign in our city. So I'm going to take, it, take you through all three of these. But very quickly, I want to give you an overview. All right? Lost, found, found, free, peace reign. These are the definitions. We're going to throw up that first slide. The definition of lost, found for us is that every human being would know their heavenly father through a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what we mean by lost, found. Here's what we mean by found free. That every son and daughter would be able to fully live and express their destiny in God, blessing their brothers and sisters around them. How many know your bondage is the thing that keeps you from blessing others? Right? You ever been the found bound? Uh, I am currently, like, I'm getting, I'm on the found get free program. Hello? I'm more free this week than I was yesterday. Like, yeah, I'm getting free. Anyone else? Anyone getting more free by the day? Oh, God, I hope so. (laughs) You need to. I've hung out with you. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Joking. Joking, not joking. And then the peace reigning part is that every part of our society would receive the love of the Father and operate from the peace of heaven. Does that make sense? So if I'm saying these things and it's like that burns in you, you're like, yes, this is your family. Apostolic family, a family around a mission, that right there. If that burns in you, you found your church family. There it is. There's not every church has this exact expression of the mission, and that's a good thing. Are you with me? This is our expression of the mission. Okay, let's talk it all the way through. Lost found that every human being would know their heavenly father through a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is on our website, what I'm about to read to you, because it's that important. We want everyone to see it first. Here's what it says. We want every person who does not know God to understand something vital, that God is not mad at you. He is madly in love with you. And you might think you're worthless, but you've been wrong before. Jesus thinks you're to die for. He's the one true God, and we, we invite you to believe him. That's it. Lost found right there. Why? Why do we say these things? Because of this great book called the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Come on. I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Hey, Sunday school did it. It did it. It did its job. And then the felt boards had a purpose. Praise the Lord. Anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's probably a good thing. All right. So anyway, Romans 10, 9 through 17. This is basic stuff, but we need you to, I want to just throw the plumb line down today, okay? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, period. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now here's where our mission begins in this passage. Our mission begins here. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are apostelloed, sent? That's the word apostle. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all believed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Amen? We are all lost without receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Can I get an amen in this Episcopalian gathering? (laughs) Yes. We are all lost without receiving him as Lord and Savior. I want to just awaken you to the truth. There are lost people out there. 
Like, this is great. I love this, but this is not the goal. Okay, this is not the goal. This is icing on the cake. All right, this is wonderful to come together. We have freedom to worship. Oh, I love it. It's great. We got Justin and Bonnie Beal, our dear friends, coming in, just blessing us socks off, and we get to enter. It's wonderful, but this is not the goal. We've called it the goal in the Western church. Yay, we did it. We gathered in worship. The world's still dying. <laughs> We're all lost without receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I need you thinking this way. You're like, well, I'm not an evangelist. Well, you're called to reach the lost. Let me, let me promise you that. Evangelists equip the saints for the evangelistic ministry. They give you tools to do it. They don't do it for you. You hearing me? Okay. Why do I say we're all lost for that? Well, John chapter 1, 9 through 13 says it. I don't say it. I repeat it. <laughs> you can't say that, Caleb. Everybody's saved. Everybody's going to heaven. Everybody knows the Lord. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. You can take it up with Jesus. Okay. You can create your own little fancy Jesus in your own little camp if you'd like to. I'm not worshiping your Jesus. I'm worshiping the way, the truth, the life. There's one. Not your truth, my truth. There is the truth. His name is Jesus. Truth is a person. And if you're offended, good. <laughs> not a pastor. I'm not hugging your soul. I'm spurring you right in the soul. Like, Boom. Let's go. All right. John 1, 9 through 13 says the true light, which means there's false light. Ha, 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 ha. The true light, which gets light to everyone who is coming into the world. Was coming into the world. He was in the world. This is speaking of Jesus. And the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of, the, of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. You must be born again. Yes, we believe this stuff. Hello? There needs to be a decision. There needs to be a moment where you come to the end of yourself and give yourself away and receive him. We can't forget that we too were once lost. I think sometimes we get in our holy huddle and we're having such a happy time, such a great time, we forget, oh yeah, I was, I was a mess, man. I was a mess, and so were you. Come on. Listen to this, Ephesians 2, 1 through 9. You weren't just a mess. You were dead. You were the walking dead. Zombies are in the Bible. Jesus is the original zombie slayer. He is. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Dead, walking, walking dead. I'm not making this up, okay? It's called revelation. Just kidding. All right. It's just fun. You were dead in the trespasses and sin in which you once walked. Anybody? Anybody used to walk in like death? Death was your daily regimen? Uh, me too. Okay. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Hello? When is it at work? Now. Where? In the sons of disobedience. Paul wrote this after Jesus ascended, so I don't get down with the whole, there are no people lost, there are no... It says, now at work in the sons of disobedience, post-ascension. Okay, I just want to be biblical in my Christianity. Is that okay? Like, it can offend you. I'm actually fine with that. Kind of fun for me a little bit. The Lord's balancing me. He's bringing me back. It's okay. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm never coming back here again. I'm only here every five weeks. Please come back. Jimmy will hug you. Jimmy will hug you. Okay. <laughs> The sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived. 
past tense, amen? Amen. All once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Hello, you can't preach the good news without ignoring the present tense issues, right? Like, people need Jesus. Okay, I moved my office down to Ebor. Let me tell you, people need Jesus. Okay, I'm on a mission down there. Can't, not going to talk about that right now. I don't have time. Oh, my goodness. We're by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, come on, somebody, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. It's the gift of salvation. You know what you have to do with a gift? You have to receive it. I can't make you take a gift. If I make you take it, it's a wage. You earned it. There's a justice to it. It's the scandal of grace. No one earned this thing. No one deserved it. We received it like a gift. Come on, somebody. Lost, found. Lost, found. Have you been found? Oh, my goodness, me too. And because of that, now we qualify to get free. Free. Found free. Next part. This means that every son and daughter will be able to fully live and express their, their destiny in God, blessing their brothers and sisters around them. Here's what it says on our website. Jesus did not just come to forgive you. He came to set you free. We believe that any measure of bondage in the life of the believer is illegal according to the finished work of Christ. Doesn't, we're not saying it's non-existent. We're saying it's illegal if it exists. Hello? There's a lot of people that take this, what I'm saying, and spiritually bypass their issues, leaving a trail of bodies behind them, refusing to clean up their dysfunction. We're not those people. Okay? But we're not watering down the truth. I've been set free already. Okay, let me keep reading my notes. It's safer on the tablet here. God wants you to have life and life abundantly every day you're on this earth. Can I get an amen? Come on. We want to see his kingdom come, as will be done in your life as it is in heaven. Let me help you. When we are found, we are free. At that moment, you are set free. And there's a continual revelation of how free he got you to be. It's a continual unveiling of his holiness in you, not your working into holy ways. Romans 6, 6, the sixth book of the New Testament, sixth chapter, sixth verse. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Just deal with it. Could it be any clearer that our former identity is now and forever deprived of its power? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Some of you are getting it. For we were co-crucified with him, past tense, to dismantle the stronghold of sin within us so that we would not continue to live one moment longer submitted to sin's power. I've heard the opposite preach. You're going to be under sin's dominion all the days of your life. False gospel. I'll, I'll soften it for you. At least it's a partial gospel. At least it's only a piece. It's not the full thing. And you're like, well, that's what I believe. Come out of your deception. Oh, the scripture disappeared. <laughs> Put the scripture back up. Romans 6, 6. It says it. Come out of your deception. Not my opinion. 
Come on, your old self is dead, sister friend. Dead. <laughs> I, if I could preach this every Sunday, I would. I'd do it for nine months. It's called the Jesus Lab. You should come. Mark, uh, this month, the 28th, there's a taste and see right here at 7 o'clock if you want to be introduced to this. I teach this concept. We do. Nine months. We facilitate it here. Here's Galatians 2.20. My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. Now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. That already happened. I have been crucified with Christ. It already happened. The moment of your salvation, you are set free from you. And we are set free from you. Hallelujah. 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 Praise ye the Lord. Colossians 2, 14 through 15. Hammers it home again. It does. Because even your history is dealt with. You're like, well, oh, I'm free, but I'm still dealing with my past. No. No, you're dealing with deception that you think your past still influences your present. I'm not being, I'm not being harsh towards your situation. I'm trying to call you up to the level of the good news. It's a standard. I refuse to lessen the finished work of Jesus Christ. Here's where I'll, I'll this is my theological statement. You're struggling with this? Here's, hopefully this will help you. I refuse to elevate the fall of Adam above the rise of Christ. In my theology, thinking, application of the scriptures, there is nothing about the fall of Adam that has more power over me than the rise of the last Adam, Jesus Christ, the one true living God. You can argue if you'd like, but that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Just saying. Bottom line. Colossians 2, 14 through 15. Jesus, he canceled out every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. Come on. He erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it all and they cannot be retrieved. <laughs> Everything we once were in, Adam, the Adam's family, you know, everything we were once Aaron Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. This is Jesus's version of cancel culture. Get with it. It's good. He canceled my past. Yes, he did. It goes on. A public display of cancellation. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. That's the good news. Come on. Here's the problem. The church has faith for forgiveness, but not faith for freedom. It's all faith. You believe he forgave your sins by faith. Amen? You don't believe you're sanctified. But it's the same faith. It's all by faith. You think you're forgiven by him and sanctified by you? No, it's the work of the Lord. Well, you're working really hard on the work of the Lord over there. This is the full gospel. This is the good news. Jesus outdid, undid, redid, overdid everything Adam did. He came to outdo, redo, undo everything Adam do, dude. It's good news. I'm just trying to make it stick. Throwing it see us. Come on. Found free. Just that message alone has got me called a heretic. <laughs> I have, 
in this region, pastors, they haven't, they're not, I'm not mad at them. People have come to me and said, you can't tell people that they're free from sin. I'm like, you're right. I can't. But he did. I didn't say it. I repeated it. Give me your Bible. I'll show you where. It's not just my Bible. I didn't have some weird, you know, set free from sin, dead to sin, no longer enslaved to sin. Sin will have no dominion over you. You're a slave of righteousness. Hello. Those are all direct quotes from Romans 6 alone. I could go a million ways with that, but I have to keep going. That's what we mean when we say found free. You are free right now. You're like, well, if I'm so free, why don't I act like it? Problem is you don't believe you're free. You believe you're going to act a fool, and you will. You'll sin by faith. Yeah. Stop that. <laughs> okay. Peace reign. I have to go. I'm out of time right now. Are you all okay? Can I have a couple more minutes? Okay. A couple more minutes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Peace reign means every part of our society would receive the love of the Father and operate from the peace of heaven. It's two parts, receiving the love of the Father and operating from the peace of heaven. Our school system would receive the love of the Father and operate from the peace of heaven. Our government systems would receive the love of the Father and operate from the peace of heaven. Come on, our business leadership would receive the love of the Father and operate from the peace of heaven. It's not a bumper sticker, okay? This is like an actual mission. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. We are called to bring the shalom of heaven into our region. Shalom is the Hebrew word for peace, and it means nothing missing or nothing lacking. We're rising up to be those who fill the gaps and make every low place high and every crooked path straight. We want our region to look like heaven and therefore hasten the day of the Lord's return. You know what won't hasten the day of the Lord? You calling yourself a sinner saved by grace. Hashtag not in the Bible. It's not. You were a sinner, now you're a saint who sometimes sins. And you only sin because you don't believe in him. His power to overcome in you. It takes faith. It's faith. We've just pointed all our faith at the forgiveness thing. We have not pointed our faith at the freedom thing. I'm trying to get you to do it right now. But I'm trying to move on to peace reign as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. Every believer is called to think this way, apostolically, outside of themselves, sent. Every single believer is called to think this way. How can I say that? Matthew 6, 9 through 10. This is the, the Lord's prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Not just in our church gatherings, as in, on earth, in the world, in the cosmos. Hello? Listen to it in the passion. I love it because it gives you a different spin. At Walmart, amen, whoever said that. <laughs> It says in the Passion, pray like this, our beloved Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is in heaven. This is an apostolic prayer. That's an apostolic mandate. It's not just receiving, it's sending, it's going. Are you with me? This is why the whole church is supposed to operate as an apostolic family, not just TRP. We're called to restore cities and regions, not just have great church gatherings. Amen? Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love it. I, I'm just, I'm here. I'm with it, all right? I'm, I'm at these things, man. I'm not here every week. I'm at one of our four every week or another church in the region. I'm in it. Like, I love this stuff. But this is not the goal. 
The goal is to restore cities and regions. And that means peacemakers have to rise up. I'm going to read you one more passage of scripture. Isaiah 58, 6 through 12. Starts with this. It says, is this not the fast that I choose? Now, the context here is this is written to the Hebrews. The Jews, their highest form of devotion to God was fasting. This was like the one thing that the super spiritual did. This was like, they even like did things like they threw ash on their head and wore sackcloth and ashes. Have you heard that before? Yeah. So that people knew they were fasting because this is like really got your brownie points with God. Like in their mind. Okay. So he flips the script on him. He says, is this not the fast that I choose? to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? Let me help you. If you're fasting, you should give that food away, not just abstain. If you're fasting, whatever you'd spend on lunch, you should be spending on your brother. That's the real point. (laughs) Okay, I don't have time for any of that. (laughs) It's just a freebie. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? I love that meme. I can't help it. I can't help it. If you're fasting and gossiping, just go ahead and eat. I love that meme. It's on Facebook. If you're fasting, fasting and gossiping, just go ahead and eat. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I can't. Jesus, help me. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? Hello? When you see the naked, to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. That's your family members who are struggling. Hello? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. When will it break forth? After you serve someone else. See, the church has been, feed me, feed me, feed me. We have church services. I'm sorry, the resting place has never had a church service. We have a church gathering. It matters. I'm not coming to serve you. I'm coming to gather with my brothers and sisters and serve the Lord. We're here ministering to God as a gathering of the saints. And we know what happens with that. It compels us to serve one another, but it's not the first thing we're doing. Are you with me? So much of the church has this backwards. We will not. Throwing the plumb line down. We will not. If you're like, I don't like the way the worship goes, you're thinking backwards. You know, Francis Chan's quote, great. Somebody said to him, I didn't like the worship today. And he said, well, we weren't worshiping you. It's great. So good. Francis Chan, what a baller. So good. (laughs) I don't like the way that guy preaches. Okay, who are you serving? Are you serving the family? I promise you that's the problem, not his preaching. I don't like how many guest speakers we had around. Okay. I don't like how long the worship goes. Okay. Me, 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 me. But I don't even blame you. You've been trained to think that way by the church. And I'm just flipping it on you. So don't get into condemnation. I'm not even mad at you. I understand. I grew up in the same system. But we're getting back to the way of Christ and his apostles. He sent them out to serve. He even himself said, I came to serve, not to be served. So who do you think you are? Coming here saying, you need to serve me. When the Lord of heaven came not to be served, but to serve. And I mean every word of what I'm saying. Who do you think you are? That's called pride. Let it break. (laughs) Oh, I don't like that. There's plenty of other churches, bro. There's the door. We're not changing our mind. Don't worry. Jimmy will hug you. It's fine. It's fine. Just, have I ever tried to hold on to anyone who disagreed with this thing, man? 
I'm like, bless you, bro. We're not your family. Go. We're your broader church family, but this isn't, you're not down. You're not, you're not in the, it's fine. Not that this is some elite exclusive club, but if you can't get with it, get gone. <laughs> you're like, okay, that's not how you, church, you grow a church. It's working out. <laughs> it's how Jesus grew the church. He said, eat my flesh, drink my blood, or else you have no part in me. End of sermon. No explanation. Offensive. Cannibalism. This guy preached. We don't know. He didn't explain it. <laughs> the disciples like, where would we go? We, have, we left everything. We have nothing to go back to. We're stuck. We're stuck. And you have the words of life. They saw something. Blessed are the hungry, for they shall be filled. The problem is with the American church is we're not hungry. We're so full of ourselves, we're not hungry for him. That's why today was so important what Jimmy was saying. Pour it out. Let it go. Release it. Okay. I'm going to finish this passage before I offend the whole room. <laughs> then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger... That's the accuser of the brethren. That's, they don't do it that way. Even you're like, oh, you're hearing this message. Like, oh man, my old church doesn't know what they're doing. Stop it. The pointing of the finger, speaking wickedness. If you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Does that sound good to anybody? Come on. And here's the climax. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. That's peace reigning. That's citywide revival. I'm sorry. This church does not need revival. Dead things need revived. I'm grateful a lot of dead churches just got revival. I'm grateful. But we're not in the revival lines. We have been revived. I don't know if you've come here before. I'm not bragging. I'm saying we meet with the Lord. It's great. And I'm so glad. I'm not knocking. I'm so glad churches are being awakened and revived. And like, oh, the Lord of glory. We're actually having an encounter with Jesus on Sunday. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now let's get to work. Because it's not for you. It's not for you. It needs to be an outflow. The restorer of streets to dwell in. Listen, y'all, it's tough in the streets out there. <laughs> Come hang out with me in Ebor for a few hours. We'll go to lunch. You'll see it. Okay? You will. Do you go to work? Have you been to Walmart? I mean, have you noticed? <laughs> the streets need restoration. Amen? How dare we hold it for ourselves? This is the apostolic leaning of the church right here. Peace reign. Peace reign. We're working on it. We're asking who wants to join us. Who wants to come with? Lost found. Found free. Peace reign. Would you stand? Before the prayer team comes up, I just want to take a moment, and I know we've gone long today. I just want you to take a moment for yourself with the Lord and see where you are. Okay? I want you to look at this screen for just a second. And say, Lord, show me which one I'm in. 
If you're here and you don't know Jesus, today's your day. You're going to be found by the Lord. Amen? If you're here and you're free, but you've got bondage that keeps you from blessing your brothers and sisters, it's time to come out of it. It's time to ask and invite the Lord into those places, into those places, that you would receive from God the freedom you need to bless one another. Amen? Does that make sense to you? Like, you're not, I'm not free for me. <laughs> I, I've never seen a tree eat its own fruit. And I've never seen an apple tree go, apples! You know? It just happens because it's rooted. You're rooted in Christ. So let the fruit come, but you're not there to eat your own fruit. How weird would that be if the limb start eating its own fruit? That's what we do in the Western church. You're not, the fruit isn't grown for you. Fruit is always grown to give away. Amen? So maybe that's you. Maybe you're like, I, I feel so free. God has set me free from my yesterday. I'm in love with Jesus. I feel no condemnation. This is great. What are you doing with it? What chaos is your peace cannon pointed at? Where are you dispensing the life of Christ that's overflowing from your life? Where is it going? Peace reigns. So just take a moment with the Lord and say, Lord, tell me the truth, man. Tell me honestly, where am I at? Because some of you, I would ask you to like take a self-assessment. Some of y'all can't even tell. Some of you don't even know. And that's okay. I've been there too. I'm just, this is like a word of wisdom right now. Don't even ask yourself where you are. Ask the Lord. He's always right. We, we miss it, you know. He's right. Just take a moment. Say, Lord, where am I? Where am I in this? Show me. And God, I pray right now that those who have received your freedom would rise up and be peacemakers in the earth, that today would be a sending moment. I commission you right now. I send you into the darkness that you're called to light up. In Jesus' name, go. Go quickly. Obey him with fervor. Do it. Don't even ask permission. Go. Go. Permission granted. Go. And it's not even about, I feel like, I'm sorry, this, we're going along, but I feel like it's not even about the TRP brand. You don't even need to do it with us. Just go. Just bring the kingdom. We're not building a brand. We're advancing the kingdom. Jeez, just go. Your commission, go. You got more Bible in you than all of the apostles. All of them. Go. If you're here and you're like, man, I'm, I know Jesus found me. I'm, I'm saved, but I am stuck. I'm stuck. I've got this habitual sin. I'm, I'm in self-hatred. I'm condemning myself all the time. I'm stuck. I can't shake this thing loose. Jesus, would you come right now? The bondage breaker. Come now, Lord. Do it in our hearts. Reveal our salvation to us. That when you saved us, you set us free. Do a deep work of revelation. Illuminate our minds to the truth of who we are in you. Do it now. Do it every day. Do it forever, Lord. In Jesus' name. And if you're here and you've never started a personal relationship with Jesus, the one true living God, you have an opportunity right now. Because why would you continue walking in hell when heaven's available? The whole world is looking for a king like King Jesus. And I'm telling you, he's the kindest person you'll ever meet. God is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He thinks you're to die for. He proved it. 
Come on. There's going to be a prayer team up here in just a few minutes. And I, you, if that's real for you, we believe in conviction that moves your feet. You come down and you start a conversation. We're not doing any fancy whatever. It's not even about a prayer. It's about you giving your life to the Lord and saying, I'll receive your life, Jesus, in exchange for mine. Our prayer team is trained for this. They will receive you. But right now, I just want to pray a prayer of releasing. Lord Jesus, everyone here, everyone watching online now and later, I just release a grace in your authority, King Jesus, to take our next step in the kingdom. Wherever we've been, God, would you move us forward, one step forward. And God, we say yes to your plans, your desires. We say yes to laying down our jobs. We say yes to laying down our traditions, our preferences. We say yes to the person of Jesus. We don't say yes to a program. We don't say yes to a way of doing church. We say yes to the person of the Son of God today. I release a great grace right now. Great grace for radical obedience. God, I thank you. You've given it to me in my life. And I receive, I release it now for my brothers and sisters. If that's you, just say to your own heart, and Lord, I receive that. That's me. Radical obedience. I release radical obedience. Lord, would you give us boldness that's unearthly? <laughs> A godly boldness that doesn't even fit in the earthly realm. God, would you raise us up as peacemakers? Jesus, we long for your day. We say, come, Lord Jesus. We want you to receive the reward of your suffering. So, Lord, let the full number come in. Let the full number come in. And let us come out of our hypocrisy that refuses to share the best news we ever heard. Gosh, guess I'm sorry. I keep apologizing, but I do feel like a moment of, of recognition right now. If you're like, I don't feel grace, I don't feel like I can share my faith, I'm afraid to share my faith, and I need great grace, just put your hand in the air. Anybody, thank you for being honest. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Amen. Yeah, like it's hard. Amen. It's like, just keep your hand up for a second. It's hard for me to share my faith for some reason or another. Raise your hand if that's you. Come on. Amen. Right now, Lord, with those in, their hands in the air, God, I thank you for unrestrained boldness right now. Unrestrained boldness. Let a fire burn that they cannot contain. Let there be a love that they cannot leash in any longer. Let it be unleashed. Unleash your lovers into their families, God. Let them serve the hell out of everyone they've ever met. Lord, let them be the hands and feet, the good news bringers, the ones who say, I don't care what it looks like. You have to know this man. You have to know my king. You have to know his love. You have to know his mercy. You have to know that he thinks you're to die for. Jesus, release us right now. Let your grace be released for the work of evangelism. In Jesus' name. God, let this building break under the weight of the ones that we lead to Jesus during the week. Let it break at the seams because your holy lovers can't shut up about you. Jesus, would you do a work in your church? Oh, we prophesy over the region. You are equipped for the work of evangelism. Stop waiting for the man in the white suit. It's your job. That one heading to hell right in front of you. That's your assignment. 
stand up rise up in the power of the Holy Spirit and love them to life love them to life love them to life stop calling it love to let them into hell that is not love love them to the Lord love is easy there is no law against love so go go in Jesus name God until peace reigns in Tampa Bay until peace is the only principality in operation in Tampa Bay until then Lord send us here am I send me send me Lord come on you need to come in you either align with that or not like Lord send me I can't pray it for you here am I send me thank you Jesus (laughs) we love you Lord let a passionate love boil over and burn up the scorched places (laughs) Let your living water flow. Give us eyes to see the hurting, the lost, the hungry, right around us. Church, they are right around you. They are right in front of your face. You don't even have to go anywhere. Just go to lunch. You'll find them. Go to work tomorrow. They're there. Come on. Let boldness erupt because of love. Love. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.